Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Bigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. How was uh, everybody's Christmas in Dolphinland? Yeah, I know. Uh, not too kind as Santa Claus did not deliver uh, a very nice care package. Uh, Miami Dolphins continue their sh- uh, losing streak. You know, a month ago, uh, we talked on the show about uh, the Dolphins embarking on their road trip. And uh, that was going to be the barometer, and it was really going to really going to show, you know, what this team really was. And there was a lot of questions uh, going out there, and boy, I don't think anybody could have imagined the uh, the answer that was going to uh, come back after uh, uh, four weeks. It's just been uh, a downhill slide, which continues on Christmas uh, as they lose to the Green Bay Packers at home. By the score of 26 to 20, a record now. Uh, it just continues to fall to eight and seven. Um, I mean, this was a team that was, you know, at one time uh, eight and three. So, uh, you know, uh, obviously the uh, the future picture uh, has changed uh, drastically. And let me just tell you how this week started off for me. Um, I got bombarded with uh, uh, people and texts and, 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 and emails and whatnot uh, about the snub of Tua from the Pro Bowl, um, Rich included, uh, certainly, uh, you know, um, livid. And so this is how this starts out. And now when you look at the course of the events that have transpired, um, just, you know, absolutely astonishing. So, uh, let me get to the stat line, and we'll start there, as we always do. Two was 16 for 25, 310 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and, of course, that's the glaring number that's going to stand out. Uh, Tua had not thrown an interception for so long uh, this year, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, from, since the San Francisco game, uh, this is just an ongoing thing, but this was a bad one. Um, Raheem Moster was uh, 8 for 45, and Jeff Wilson was uh, 9 for 37, and he also had a touchdown. It was, it was good to see him back in there uh, uh, finally from that hip injury that he suffered. And why do I throw him in that mix? Just to show that the Dolphins had a successful running game. They, they were able to run the ball. They just didn't go to it enough and when they needed to. So that's a, uh, a topic of contention that me and Rich are going to get into, um, you know, and we'll see 
uh, you know, what we think about that. Now, receiving-wise, Waddle was your leading receiver, 5 for 143, had a great game, had a touchdown. And Hill also broke the 100-yard barrier, had 4 for 103. Uh, Gusecki was 1 for 24. Why do I throw him in there? Just to show that when he is in there, he makes plays, and he makes big plays, and he's just not utilized. That's why I put that in there. I think he was targeted twice. The one catch he had was for 24 yards, and it was a big one. So um, I know we have some opinions of that, and, and we'll also uh, harp on that. Uh, Cater Kohu had his first interception of his career, and it was a big one. Um, it, it was nice uh, to see him do that, and I think that that's one of the very promising things of this year that's going to continue. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a very, very nice cornerback uh, uh, for years to come with the Miami Dolphins, at least I hope so. Um, let's go to the other side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers was 24 for 38, 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, A.J. Dillon was the leading rusher, 11 for 36 with one touchdown. Uh, Aaron Jones behind him, 6 for 25, so nothing uh, extraordinary there. Dolphins were you know, okay in that area. Uh, Receiving-wise, Alan Lazard, 5 for 61, and Christian Watson, uh, 6 for 49. So uh, I know we talk about the Dolphin defense, uh, certainly not great, but they do seem to at least put you in, in, uh, you know, uh, contention, uh, and and you certainly can't pin that on this game on them. Uh, The offense was just... Uh, abysmal in the second half, did not score a point. So um, this one you got to kind of put it all, I think, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, One of the huge plays was Kashawn Nixon had a 93-yard kickoff return, and right after the Dolphins' offense had really started to go on. um, So, uh, you know, there's that, and that's just – that was a backbreaker in, in a sense because I think the momentum really shifted there. Special teams has been, um, you know, a, a little bit uh, questionable uh, this year for sure, and that's without the Sanders miss, which was absolutely huge. So, um, you know, and if and if and if that, uh, you know, wasn't enough, uh, right before we go on the air, um, yep. of course uh, we find out that. Uh, uh, Tua uh, is now in uh, concussion protocol, and uh, <laughs> so this just continues to get worse uh, <laughs> before it gets better. So, um, Rich, without further ado, how was your Christmas, and how was the big bag of coal that was delivered around 4 o'clock on Sunday for you? Yeah, yeah the second half bag of coal. The first half wasn't that bad, but the second half was was one of the worst experiences I've ever had on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's really bad. And and then, yeah, we got the fabulous news about Tua being in percussion protocol now out of nowhere, right before we go on the air. I don't know. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's like you, you never think they could ruin Christmas, but they can every year. <laughs> really do it. Well, you always, you know? well, you always <laughs> said they couldn't ruin Thanksgiving, so I guess now we're at least ruining yeah. Christmas. In the past, it was well, always a New they, Year's Day, but yeah. now they it's ruined, Christmas. They ruined Labor Day a couple of times for me. Now, now, yeah, now, yeah, now yeah. they're back yeah. into Christmas, you know? Yeah. But uh, unbelievable. What a joke. I mean, I, I tell you right now, if Tua doesn't play Sunday, you might as well just, you might as well just write them off. It, it's going to be... It's going to be brutal next weekend. Brutal. Well, there's a, there's a lot to unpack here, a, a real lot. Uh, so yeah. I guess we'll go one step at a time uh, through it all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess we'll we'll, we'll start uh, like you said with the two concussion thing. Um, listen, uh, no secrets here. How 
you know, this show has felt and our opinions on there. And I've said this man is going to have a target on his head throughout his entire career if something happens. And we thought we kind of got out of the woods a little bit. And uh, no, it seems like, you know, this is something now that is just going to be an occurrence uh, where we're going to, I don't know how this is going to affect the future of this franchise. I really don't know because um, from what I see, it happened late in the second uh, quarter and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the second half of that game was abysmal. Um, the beginning of the third quarter, you know, was uh, okay as far as two are concerned. But um, certainly just, uh, you know, terrible news when you find out now that, you know, he he went to the doctors and, and, and had basically uh, some symptoms here. Uh, McDaniel did not offer much because I think he was kind of um, surprised as well and didn't really uh, – know what had taken place, what had happened, certainly no signs of this during the game, I guess, from their perspective, and and then, you know, shortly after. But uh, now he remains in the protocols. I do know what play it was. was? I do, yeah, I do. I can't obviously uh, show it to you now, but there's a play where he kind of, late in the second quarter, he kind of scrambled out and made a pass to to, to, uh, Mostert, and uh, he was then tackled by, like, the, the, the shoelaces almost. And as he went down, he kind of turned, and he, was, he fell onto his back, and his head slammed against the ground. And uh, I'm relatively sure that that's where the, the injury took place. Um, wow. So I didn't really see, and I watched again a lot of after it. I didn't see many signs after that, and, and like I said, he came out in the second half and the third quarter, you know, uh, obviously they didn't score points, but he didn't seem affected. He actually had a much better third quarter than he did fourth quarter. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we know he didn't, he didn't ha- play great in the fourth quarter, obviously, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't really see anything um, specifically that would cause alarm, you know, other than, you know, the gameplay. But this is the kind of thing now, you're in, you're in protocol, and it's not just protocol, right, Rich? It's, it's to a protocol, right? And you can't tell me that's not a different thing, because it is. <laughs> well, of course it's a, uh, you know, yeah, they're going to be overly cautious and overly, you know, I don't know if he's going to get cleared. I, I, I have no confidence in this. I don't know how bad it is. I mean, you know, he gave a pretty fluid press conference yesterday afterwards. So I don't think he's, you know, I don't, he wasn't. A, he didn't go to the hospital or anything, did he? I hadn't heard that he went to the hospital. Just that he had talked with the Dolphins medical staff, and they ran a whole series of tests with him, and uh, and he did not pass them. And so uh, he, he went into today, though, you know, right. It was today. Wasn't that today? He came in and he said it right. right. It was today. Uh, now here's the deal, and and, and you, you might be surprised, you know, that I, I take this stance now. But I'll be honest with you, Rich. I think I think I would be on the side of being overly cautious as well, because Rich, to be honest with you, something's going on now. I mean, you can't have this many concussions in a, in a year. He's had. You know, I know you say, you know, one and a half, two, maybe three. Now, this might be the fourth. Um, this is a serious thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm at the contentious point where I, I certainly don't want to jeopardize this man's health in any way. So I don't know. I'm not there. And I, I don't know, you know, where he's at. 
But if he really you know, failed and yeah, has I a, don't, a you know, concussion. I don't, know, I don't really have an opinion on what they should do because I don't really understand the whole thing. Like, I don't understand if, like, you know, I don't understand if the, the fact that, like, if you get one, two is easier and three is easier to come back after that. I don't really well, understand that's a known any thing. of that. I mean, that's, that's a known thing. Yeah, I know. I know it is, but I just don't, you know what I mean? I, but we're you know, talking maybe four. four. Get, I, I understand. I Like I said, but maybe you have to sit them then. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't really know what the long-term effects are. I, I You know, I mean, is it jeopardizes his uh, immediate future or his long-term future right now? I don't know. I don't know, know. I don't know either, but that's that's certainly in the mix now. Uh, there's no doubt yeah. about that. That's certainly in the mix now. It, it, it changes everything. Um, you know, I, I mean, like I said, we have so much to dissect here. I talked, you know, uh, about his play and everything. And, um, you know, this has been uh, just uh, a horrendous uh, answer to the questions that we've had. Um, one of the things, you know, started off basically was, you know, Tua not getting respect, right? And you talked about Herbert and how Herbert was just like the golden uh, child to everybody, right? And obviously the size and all that comes into effect. And, and you know, when they finally met head-to-head, you know, he failed that test and he failed it very badly. And, um, yep. you know, and, and now, you know, you look at, uh, you know, as they went along, um, you know, the, the Buffalo game, you know, which they certainly had a, a very good opportunity and probably should have won, uh, but playing against Josh Allen, it comes out on the losing end there, so be it. And then, you know, you come home and uh, you're on what is basically the national screen again uh, on the early Christmas game against Aaron Rodgers at home. Um, and, you know, I said when he was – at, you know he had a he had he had one of the worst games of his career and and when you have yeah. the the final moments where he gets the ball and and I I verbally said out loud I said you know this is the biggest moment of Tua's career and I really think it was like that was the stage the stage was set for him uh, up to this yeah. point I think that was the biggest moment in his career and boy that ended terribly and very quickly. I mean, it just, really, it just really did. So now when you took a sip of, of what you were drinking, and that was it. <laughs> it was yeah. Game over, game match set. That was it. And I've know? heard some people want to, you know, say, you know, blame Mostert on that, and Tua says he made a bad call. But listen, I, you know as well as I do, I didn't like that play. Even if Mostert was turning around, I don't think that was uh, going to work, you know. Um, it just didn't look good to me at all. But well, the other, now you the other find... interceptions, the other interceptions he threw, and there could have been another one on that screen pass. How about that screen pass he threw that wasn't an interception? It was like there was no one open. He basically threw it at the five, five Packers, and one Dolphin was sitting there. There was no chance that was ever going to be completed. You know? No. It was really – that was a weird one. And then, like, the other interceptions, those guys weren't open at all. Now, you find out that, that this concussion thing took place. I don't know where to put that, okay? So I, I, I yeah, can only I take either. that out of the mix. So I can only take yeah. that out of the mix and, and just criticize the play. And, you know, if that's a factor, that's a factor. I don't know. But uh, I can just say that, you know, it just was a, a game where, you know, it, it really – I mean, this is a guy who's played at an MVP caliber at, at certain points this year, 
and and he's played as um, you know almost uh, you know uh, uh, I won't want to say inept, but he's played almost like uh, you know uh, a backup quarterback with just you know showing um, close to ineptness at times. I mean, it's been that much of a of a a, a span between the two. It really has. And unfortunately, we've been seeing the latter for the most of the month. For a month. Yeah, for a month. Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, you know, the I mean, like- started with San Francisco, and it's gotten, it's gotten progressively worse since. Yeah, and I, and I like... Last week in Buffalo, he gave us a shot yeah. to win, sure, but you know, yeah. when he had a chance to win the game, he didn't come through, and he certainly didn't do it yesterday. And, you know, we had a chance just- to put that game away in the first half. You know? Well, well, we certainly did, and that's that's the biggest reason is that you had a chance to go up three scores in this game, and again, you don't know how to close, and you find yourself tied right after that. So yeah. you can't be doing that. A good team puts it away. That's the biggest problem in this game. You had the game won, and you had a chance to put a dagger in and take a three-score lead, and you squandered that, and very shortly after that, you found the game tied, and you never – Never took the lead again. And there's a lot of factors which we could break down, but that's the bottom line to it all. And, uh, you know, yeah, I thought that, um, you know, the Dolphins, obviously they did some good things in Buffalo and they did some good things here, but I stand to what I've been telling everybody all year. The problem I have with this team is they're a big play offense. One of the biggest play offenses in the history of football at times. I mean, certainly they're the biggest play offense in football right now. But the problem with that is that gets stopped, you know, easily at times. And when you need an offense, it just seems they rely too much on that big play ability. All these games we talk about, every one of them has an 80-yard pass. I'm exaggerating, but not too much, to somebody. If it's Tyreek Hill or, you know, every one of these you have a big play but you still lose the game because it's not enough to get you through uh, as an offense. It's too off balanced well, and it's too big. Play have you ever have you ever seen a big play offense that that fights to score thirty? <laughs> you know, and sometimes the big play offense gets you other twenty, which is well, insane I, too. I, I, I'm going to answer like this. I'm going to answer this in a weird way. I do. I see a lot of them, but when do I see it, Rich? I see it in the Super Bowl. That's where it gets yeah. stopped, and that's my point, exaggerated. Obviously, I think like if you look at the Broncos when they played the Seahawks and Peyton Manning was unstoppable and they almost get shut out. I mean, not to go <laughs> too far from home, but, you know, we have our own problems with the, the best offense around in the, you know, in Marino's Dolphins going out and playing the 49ers, right, scoring 16. I remember the year before that, I think the, the Washington Redskins had the, the most scored offense in football history, and they get bombarded by the Raiders. So it happens, but it usually happens in big games. Because, you know, teams are able to, you know, figure it out and stop it for a momentary lapse. Unfortunately, this team seems like it's, it's getting stopped more and more frequently in regular season games, and that's not a positive sign. Not a positive no. sign at all. So, um, all right, like we said, we got a lot to talk about. Let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll come back right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near, 
and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer. You'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Welcome back, Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Yeah, Pat and Rich, and we'll take you up to the Monday night football game tonight, which is the Chargers uh, at the Indianapolis Colts. And of course, the Chargers, you know, uh, were a team that you know had Dolphin playoff ramifications written all over them. And so, you would certainly be you know much more in tune with the way that the Dolphins are sliding now. Uh, everything has changed, um, and you know I could tell you quickly, uh, you know, off the top of my head, the Dolphins basically. Um, you know, they if they win out, I think they're uh, they get a playoff spot. If they beat the uh, 
beat the Patriots and the Jets lose, they win it. If they if they uh, beat the Jets and the Patriots lose, I think they get it. It's that kind of thing. So it's become an AFC East uh, almost uh, as far as whether or not they you know get a playoff spot. But um, to stay on point of where I was, uh, you know, all week like I said, uh, everybody had hit me up and about the playoff the Pro Bowl, rather, and, uh, of course, uh, Teron Armstead, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Xavier Howard are named to the Pro Bowl, but Tua is not, and uh, Tua is, uh, you know, fan vote, he's number one, he gets the most votes there, and uh, I guess that's one-third of it or whatnot, and, and uh, Rich, I know you were <laughs> at the lead pack, um, livid about it, and I, and I understand it, and I certainly did then, um, so I guess it comes down to this, uh, you know, uh, basically I think it comes down to, to, to Joe Burrows, and do you think that Tua should be named to the Pro Bowl over Burrows, because that's what it comes down to, I mean, Patrick Mahomes uh, is in a two-man race for the MVP of the league, it's going to be Jalen Hurts or it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, I believe, Josh Allen's right behind there, and I, I honestly, I, I I can't. I mean, Josh Allen deserves to go to the Pro Bowl. He's having another fantastic year. Um, he's, you know, it just is what it is. And so I guess it comes down to Burroughs. I'm not even getting into the Herbert or any of that debate. I mean, it comes down to Burroughs. And do you still believe that he should take that well, spot over the, him? Not, not, after, not after yesterday. No, of course not. You know? Okay, uh, but, 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 but before yesterday, give me the before argument yesterday. there. Yeah, no, but my point was he was the first guy to ever let in the fan voting and didn't get right. voted in. Right. My, that's what I was right. mad about. I wasn't really, you know, sure. I wasn't even comparing him to other people. I was just aggravated, like, who else would that happen to? Sure. You know, that's my point. And I understand that, and I do, and the system is very strange in that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, well, I, I understand exactly. Why would you exactly. announce it? You can't wait two weeks till the season's over to like keep the voting open. This, you know, like why would you have it like before the season's done? You know, it's like almost like picking an MVP now. You know, I don't think you should pick Pro Bowlers until the season ends. Yeah, you know, but that's been something that's going on. I, I know in the, you know what I mean. There's, I know in the games. Yeah, it is early, and I know they've been picking early. I, I think in the past it was always because guys get hurt, and then they keep naming them. You know what I mean? To get that, because they're playing a game. Now they're not even playing a game anymore. So yeah, you could certainly. You know that? But, but, but you don't have to play. But yes, but I don't think you have to play. You know what I mean? Like, you're still going to be no. named a Pro Bowler. I mean, I guess, of course, they're going to pick people to replace you or something. Um, and it's you know, the week before uh, the Super Bowl again, so. So the people in the Super Bowl would be a, would be involved, which is right, and that's why they so, pick it so early. The best teams don't have a representative. Yeah, it, it's so silly, you know. But it is very, it is silly. I mean, it should just be picked. It's yeah. getting closer and closer to just being picked. It really yeah, is. But right. uh, but so to go back to that point, you pick it early because they want more people to go. So if you get hurt, you know somebody else will replace you. It'll get more people in there. That's why. That's the reason they do it. It's getting earlier and earlier to the point it is getting a little ridiculous. I agree with you. I mean, you got three games remaining, and you you know, plus yeah. playoffs. You know, um, but you know, but realistically looking at it, and I, I think Tua has had an outstanding season. I mean, a month ago, he was the you know top guy as far as MVP. I mean, him and Hertz were you know top of the list. Right. Obviously, that's yeah. changed quite a bit for Tua. Um, but, you know, uh, 
do you taking this game? I'll even let you subtract this game. Do you still think that? You know, would you still think that he deserved to go in over Burroughs? I think that's really what the question is. I mean, you know, in the beginning of the year, he was above Burroughs. This part of the year, he's below. Well, that's the best way to well, put it. Well, cer- he yeah, was certainly, but but I can't you know, go back that you know, far for you. I'll, I'll I'll erase I'll erase the Green Bay game. Well, because it was the same. Burroughs played. Burroughs didn't play well the first half of the year, and he's played better the second half of the year, and uh, vice versa. So I don't know. I think they're pretty even, but you always go you with what you see now. So I guess Burroughs would. Have, I well, I'm giving you. Point. I'm giving you the option, though. I'm not. It's nobody else. I'm. I'm giving it to you, and I'm letting you subtract yeah, I mean, I, I, the well, Green well, Bay game. Well, what, what, team, what team is playing better? Burroughs is what you know playing on one of the best teams in football right now, and we're not. You know. So oh, that's an, yeah. That's that's, too. You know, we're, we're going mm-hmm. south, and he's going north. So you know, I would say well, Burroughs has the nod at this point. Yeah. Well, I I would too. And uh, you know, I, listen. I, <laughs> I, mean, I can't. You, you can't condone what happened over this last month with this team, you know. And and you know, he's the leader of it, so he's going to get most of the blame. He gets yeah. the a praise when they do well, and he gets the you know, he gets you know, he takes the heat when it's bad. And right now, it's bad. I mean, the ironic part of it, Rich, is that one of those guys is going to the Super Bowl. So there would be another spot. And now you get the feeling that Herbert will take it, <laughs> you know? And we don't know what's going to happen as far as Tua playing from well, here on out. You know, Maybe there will be yeah. more than one spot, but, you know, that's, that's another strange part of this whole thing is that he may not 100%. even get that the fourth spot now, which seems like it's there. And, you know, I, and it bothered me, too, because he just doesn't get any respect. And he hasn't since he's been in the league. And nobody has been under the fire that this man has been under for the last and few years. And they were waiting years. for something like this to happen, too. You know? Waiting. The waiting guy had, for it. The guy, had, the guy had five interceptions all year, and he had three yesterday. He almost doubled his interceptions in a game. And, Salivating you know, for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it it is. It's such a shame because, of course, it's got to be on national TV every time. I mean, this team never fails to disappoint on national television. I mean, it really doesn't. It's ridiculous. It really is. I had all day. We didn't get flexed into the late game Sunday. They flexed. Yeah. They flexed to somebody else in there. I was was ecstatic. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, me, me too. I really didn't want that. And and you know, Rich, it just seems like this team is just a, it's just a total embarrassment all the time when the national audience is on and everything yeah. that the, the the national media and everybody says at the time does not seem to be true, and yet the Dolphins find a way to make it true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they just really do, and it's very annoying. Yeah. It's it's, it's yep. aggravating and it's annoying and that's just the state of what it is. So um, you know, I don't know what else to say about it. But um, well, you, you know, know, let's get away from Tua for a minute. What, what's with our coach, dude? I mean, is there any? Is, is, does this guy make any adjustments during the game? I mean, it just no, seems it's, like he's a one-trick pony. I mean, I, I don't get it. Uh, Really starting to lose faith in this guy, and his dopey press conferences too. Starting to really run thin, you know. No, there's a huge change that's taken place now with Mike McDaniel, and 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 you have now a bunch of criticism that is is become mainstream, and it's it's gotten louder and louder and louder. And I've said all along the shtick 
is all fun and games when you're winning. It's going to wear itself yeah. out real quick when you out. start it losing. Wore me out already. And yep. now you're on an 0 and 4. Now you you didn't like him coming in, so obviously it's going to wear out quicker for you. But uh, but it's going to wear out on everybody eventually if this continues well, to I be the trend. Them until the last few weeks, you notice that. No, but I they've mean, been I mean? winning, though. They've been winning right. in the well, offense. I, 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 because I was wrong about this kid, you know. But, uh, but, but, well, know. but the problem is you, you. But the problem is you put so much on the defense all the time. And you've overshadowed yes. the offensive problems, which I've been harping yeah. on, and I keep telling you that. And the bottom line is this defense is not great and not even close. It's mediocre. We know that. But there's been plenty of times where this team has had a chance to win in almost every game they've played. You can't argue that. There's been yeah. enough that they had a chance to win and didn't get the and job done on the offensive well, side of the ball. Of, and, and, and most of those one-score one when you were one score behind late in the game, they never come through the offense. Never, and you and, and you have to start putting that on them because you know it is what it is. But I mean, there's been yeah. every game you've had an opportunity, and like you said, they haven't come through to do it. And, and and you know, there's been different facets of it, but you know, one of the big things is like you said, the adjustment. Um, we've joked around about the connection with McDaniel and I, I brought up the Shanahan connection last week. You thought I was kidding and you thought I was just you're reaching. But Rich, I mean, one of their big things is they always pass, right? When when you could put the game away. I mean this the Dolphins have ran the ball fairly well the last three, four games. I think they even ran it pretty well in the San Francisco game. So, like, but they, they ran it really well Sunday and just did not utilize that at all. I mean, there was fourth and ones, fourth and twos, the screen pass you're referring to, just a lot of times where they really could have run the ball and started taking authority of the game and slow it down in a sense. But they're so pass-heavy and they're, they're so almost Tyreek hill heavy at times, Tua especially, and um, it's becoming a problem right now. And I, I, gotta ha- I have to give some credit to the Green Bay secondary. They really played a, a very good job in, in tight man-to-man on Hill uh, later in the game, um, which is not easy to do. But, um, but again, it, it almost became too uh, narrow-minded all the time by the Dolphins' offense, so it becomes easier to do that, right? You know, I just don't – I don't see them using – you know, it, we lived in the middle of the field the first time in the year. And I don't know if it's been taken away from us now, but forget about, like, Hill and, Hill and Waddle. It's not those guys. We, our, we don't have a slot receiver, it seems like, that gets, gets across the middle or even the back that slides into the middle. You know what I mean? We're, we're not getting those 8- to 12-yard pass plays, Well, you know, on second and third down. You know, well, it just seems I, I like think it's, always, you, it's always like going bombs away all the time. Yes, and, and but I think you've kind of touched upon the problem in, in another aspect, and that's what I always said. If you remember, I said their big problem is they utilize the middle of the field too much, and that's going to come back to haunt them because that's where the problems yeah. are going to occur. You remember I, I went on this whole tirade about this, and, it, and that's what's going on now because you can't live across the middle when you have skilled guys like this. 
They're going to get hurt. And you know as well as I do, Tyreek Hill has taken a lot of shots, and Waddle is just starting to get healthy again. Uh, you know, you, you can't do that enough with those guys. And, and, and I think they have started moving away from it, but they still continue to, to go over the middle at times when there's nothing there but linebackers salivating, and, and you've seen that end the game Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, that's a problem. And you have a guy like Gusecki who you just refuse to use. You bring him in once a, once a game, and he makes a 20-something yard catch, but you just refuse to implement him into the offensive game plan consistently. Why? I have no idea. There's an agenda there, but it's certainly – Well, because yeah. uh, well, the coach said last week that it's on him, that he should find more of a more – it's nothing that Kaseki has done. That he he has like underutilized him, and it's his job to get a bit more involved. And in but when he had made that early catch for twenty five yards, like oh maybe he's going to get him more involved. And then yeah. the next time he was targeted was picked. <laughs> it was right. throwing him picked. You know, so, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. Yeah, it. I, it's a problem though. I mean, and it's a, it's a problem where I, I mean I think your your offensive line is starting to come into you know stability again. And you have a guy now who's a pro well, ball player. I these guys that were doing our game yesterday, one of our strong points all year has been our offensive line. What what planet do they live on? Well, I, I can tell you that, you know, when the, when the line is healthy and in sync, it's been playing much better this year. I, when I look back at this year, I'm not going to say the offensive line was uh, abysmal in any respect. It certainly has had moments I'm where it's not. It's abysmal. It's one, it's one, it wasn't one of our strong points. We, we, you know, one of the reasons two got two concussions was because of them. I mean, but come yes on, let's and be no. honest. But here they were pretty bad, you know. Yeah. Yes and no, because a lot of those times where he got concussions, the play was going on for five seconds, six seconds. Yeah, I mean, at yeah. that point, it's off the offensive line. You know, for offensive line, you know, you, you want to see a guy running full speed like, like when Aeneas Williams took out Steve Young or something like that. You didn't really see too much of that, but you seen two, uh, you know, scrambling around under pressure, moving up and running outside and then taking ridiculous hits or something like that. So, yeah. It hasn't been great, um, but, again, it hasn't been healthy, and uh, and I think it's starting to find its own. I can tell you reports coming out of the Dolphins organization still are very, very high on, on, on Eichenberg. So, uh, you know, uh, that's a guy that if he eventually becomes what they think he's going to be and you add that to, you know, what could be a perennial pro bowler in, in, in Armstead, right? I, I like the way Hunt has played. Uh, a lot. Um, center position was always a problem. Dieter filled in. Now Connor Williams seems to be the guy. Um, and, you know, and, and, and Robert Jones. I think there's something there that I kind of really like a lot and, and, and can only get better and better and better. They, they played, you know, they played well uh, Sunday. I don't think that was the problem. So, um, you know, it's, it's on the right path. I think it's definitely on the right path, you know. I just think they were harping on it a little bit too much. They don't know what they're talking about. I yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I, going a little Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting them up against some of the other. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. Uh, but you know, from the other side of that, um, you know, it's more promising than not. I would, I would tend to, to say, you know, at this point. But yeah, I mean, and we'll see. Hopefully, that continues to get, you know, better and better, and and they continue to, you know, to to grow in that area, and. uh 
you know, but they're, we're now seeing there's a lot more problems to this team, um, you know, than that. And, uh, you know, the playoff ramifications and, and everything now have changed. Playoffs. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, they're still right there, but it's just a whole different way. But, um, you know, a lot has went on around the league and, and, and all that, so we got some news there. So let's take our last break, and then uh, we'll come on back and we'll look around the league right after this. Hi, this is Tom Vigorito, former Miami Dolphin, and you're listening to the Miami Dolphin Legends Show with Pat Catello. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back. Miami Dolphins Legends Show. You got Pat and Rich and take you up to this Monday night football game, which is the Chargers at the Colts. And uh just a reminder you can catch all our episodes right on iTunes, go right there and subscribe, get delivered right onto your phone, and you can send us any questions, comments. Pat Catello show at Yahoo dot com. Uh Rich, we looking around the league, I mean obviously a lot uh has, you know, transpired in the last few weeks. There's been uh, some crazy games, some exciting games and whatnot that don't really, um, well, I guess they do have some kind of ramifications on the Dolphins uh, playoff-wise. But um, first thing off the top of my head is the Broncos uh, fired Nathaniel Hackett today, so that's a spot you knew was coming. Uh, that team is just deploded. Um, so that's an open second spot co- there. Coach they fired this year? Yep, and it's just, it's just that team is just... <laughs> Whew, right? I mean, that's that's, yeah, that's and bad. and I don't know if you've seen now. There's uh, a lot of rumors that uh, uh, Sean Payton now has been uh, assembling his staff, uh, and the rumors are that Rich Bisaccia now is part of that staff um, that he's putting together. Um, I think he's with the Colts now, so um, I would tend to guess that you're going to see him, but I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be for a lousy situation. That's for sure. I mean, you know, he's no, not going no, to he's Houston. Gonna he's not go. Right, right. So, he's going to want to go know. someplace that's ready-made. 
Well, Houston yeah, may not be a bad destination because of all the picks they have. Nah, he know? ain't going there. He ain't going there. No. Picks or no picks. No, because, I, you know what, I've, I've said this to you, and I honestly believe this, Rich. It's a different day and age right now, and picks are great, but they're not like they used to be. And I, I've said this all along. You, you know, it's only as good, obviously, as, as what you take. And with the uh, quarterback situation now in the NFL, um, you really can't win without the guy. You really can't. And so, um, you know, that's become such a, a mainstay point uh, that, you know, I think that's going to deter anybody. I think for Sean Payton to come back, it's got to be a situation that's, you know, ready to win, and it's got to have a quarterback that he feels he can win with. I think that's for sure. And, uh, you know, the, the big argument me and you always had was on the Rams. And you always said, you know, you, you thought it was ridiculous that, you know, they, they, they traded all these things. And, and I always said, listen, it's going to depend on how this is going to shake out. Well, at this point, they've been to two Super Bowls and they've got a championship. So uh, that to me is a win, 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 win. I don't care what happens. That's a win, 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 win. I would make that deal every day of the week and place on Sunday. Now we'll see what the results of this are going to be for the next three, four years. I personally don't think they're going to be this abysmal team now that you think they're going to be. I think they're going to be just fine. And I think in this day and age, you can make moves, you know, that, that will keep well, that machine no rolling. They have, no, they have very bad salary cap position. They don't have any draft picks left. And, you know, Stafford may not come back. So Yeah, and I – and I, I st- listen. We we can talk to a blue in the face, but we'll see in the next few years. I, I, you know how they are. If they wind up in three years, you know, like you say, okay, I still would do the deal, but I don't think they're going well, to. Well, I think. Yeah. I think you're going to find oh, out that this team's going to be able to compete. They, I don't think that the deal that they did was going to work. I, I didn't think Stafford was. No, was well, that's a big part of it. No, that's a huge part of it. Listen, I, I'm 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 talking here defending it because it worked yeah. because they went right. to two Super Bowls and they won well, a championship. I, I didn't I didn't have any. I didn't think yes. I get them a Super Bowl. Okay, but yeah. from that same standpoint, then you should not be against it in any way at this point because it worked. And now it's just a matter of yeah. what kind of damage they're going to have for the future. And I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as bad as you think it's going to be. We'll see, but I don't think it will. I think they'll be able yeah. to, to do what they have to do. Uh, that being said now, I mean, we're, the teams that are out there, um, you know, uh, I guess he's waiting to see where Dallas falls, right? Um, the, the, the Baker Mayfield situation is very strange, too. I would tend to think that he stays there. I don't know what Stafford's whole thing's going to be, but I would tend to think he stays there. But we'll see how that transpires. But um, getting back to Dallas, um, you know, we'll see how that ends. I, I'm sure that's a – I think that's the spot that he would really love to have. But whether or not they move on from McCarthy, uh, I guess, depends on how badly or well it ends. I still don't think I would move on from him just yet. But I know that's probably what he's eyeing the most, right? Um, I think that's what he wants. But, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be available, you know. They had, they make the playoffs and there's a playoff run. Well, they made the playoffs already, but if there's a playoff run here, you know, I, I can't imagine them firing the guy. You know, I can't either. I, I can't he, either. I think you would have to have a really embarrassing first round, first game, you know, and out. You know. Yeah, that, I that think so too. Out. 
you know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's going to have to be something catamount to that, you know. That could um, happen. <laughs> that definitely could happen. Yeah, it it could. I, I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, I, um, I, I, you know, Philadelphia and San Francisco seem like that's the championship game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what, you know, happens in, in between those things. And what, I guess we still have to mention, I mean, you know, this Brock Purdy story is just uh, just getting better and better each week. I mean, this is this is insane. I mean, this is, you know, yeah. this team is not missing a beat. Uh, and, you know, uh, they are playing, you know, I dare to say, better than they've played, uh, in, you know, in the past three weeks. So Shanahan is obviously firing on all cylinders. They have offensive weapons like we have, but it seems like they know how to use them a little bit better, um, if that makes sense, you know. Um, because obviously we have offensive weapons up the wazoo. Running back-wise, they're better, but we have, you know, uh, a lot of skilled positions. Um, you know, uh, they 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 use Kittle, and I'm not saying Gasecki is Kittle, because Kittle is one of the best, if not the best, tight end in football. But you could certainly implement your tight ends in a better situation than the Dolphins do, and uh, I think that's a big problem. Well, uh, Gasecki's not he, as good as Kittle, but if if we no. had Kittle and he used him like Gasecki, it would be the same thing. I mean, you can't have a guy you don't you target twice in a month. No. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah, we, we, we uh, have five tight ends on our roster, right? Aren't there two on the inactive list every week? I what's going well, on? Hunter Long, why are you yeah, Hunter, if you're not Hunter Long? Them, yeah, but if you're not going to use any of them, why have them on your roster? I mean, Hunter Long is like you know, this is the guy they 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 absolutely think is going to be replacing Gusecki. We know that, but it doesn't seem like, you know, he, he's anywhere near getting on the field in, in any kind of a meaningful situation. So it's Gusecki and Dorham Smythe that they use, and, and they use them so ridiculously, uh, you know. You could say one is running. Why have a position on your roster that's taking up four spots? If you don't use any of them, well, I would like like who's the other guy? Tanner Connor. I don't think he. Yeah. I, I, I I don't think he's active. He was inactive yesterday. Yeah. 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 yeah no, so he's it's on the, the three... roster though, but he's inactive. Yeah. Oh, he's on yeah. the roster for sure, and and yeah. for sure, and and you know you have these two guys. Where one's the, the, the supposedly the run blocker, and the other is the pass catcher, but it does, You know, it's it's not like Mandich and Fleming. You know, no. it's a very different thing. I mean, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem, they don't utilize that enough. And uh, as far as a team so in love with, with a position that they don't use. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, that's a good, that's a pretty accurate statement there. They are so in yeah. love with the position, but never, <laughs> never utilizing it and always no. playing games with the guys who are in that, in, 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 there. I mean, it's just, it's a very strange predicament the Dolphins uh, put themselves in when it comes to their tight ends. And as far as their running backs, um, you know, the Dolphins have – this is the best way I can put it. The Dolphins have enough weaponry in the running back position to make their offense balanced, but they don't. And no. I don't know I, – I guess that's hard to do, but – they don't do it correctly, and I think that's the number one thing uh, that and Mike McDaniel that is going to have to fo- focus on. The one thing we didn't mention was that, you know, Mozart's fumble yesterday was pretty much the, started the downhill fall 
Well, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you in a sense because, and, and this is something that I would think you'd be on board with, the biggest player of that game was Jason Sanders missing that field goal. Oh, it was bad too. That was that was terrible. That, that was that was it. Yeah. You never got control again of that game. That was your opportunity yeah. to take control of the game again, and they didn't. Yeah. And they never looked back after that. Green Bay never looked back. You cannot miss that field goal. You cannot. And he's been kicking much better. But again, yeah, yeah. it's never in a, in a situation where you need him. No. no. Whenever, whenever was, you a, need the it kick. Wasn't, it didn't just miss, though. That was a, that, again, that looked like they pulled somebody out of row five to win a car. Yeah. yeah and, and, so you got to ask yourself, why is that? Every time it seems like it's a kick that you need to, you know, to to take over, uh, you know, he always misses it. Yeah. And then you got to look at the, you know, the guy in Minnesota had a 63 yarder to win the game. You know, it's like unbelievable. And it's the net. You know? I know. I know. It, it, it's a problem. Uh, it's a problem. And, you know, you can only judge kickers when you need kickers, you know? And they're not always going to be 100%, but... Um, it's always this kick that, you know, in the jet game, right? I mean, it's a perfect example of a a kick that you can take control of the game, and you don't. And then you never really recover from it. It was the same kick against the Packers almost. It was a kick that you could take control of the game again. You didn't go for it, right? It was a fourth and, you know, medium, maybe three or something like that. I don't remember exactly. And, and the right call is your kick. But you got to make that kick. And when you don't yeah, make that kick, forget about it. Everything yep. else from there on is just, you know, you're treading water waiting for a, a, a splash. Like I said, like, you, you know they had this, this unbelievable kickoff return. You can't bury the kickoff to start the game. You know, you, you got to give this guy a chance to run it back 89 yards. Right? I, I don't understand that. I didn't understand yeah. the onside kick they did that was baffling to me what was was and then and then Uh, like you said and then you don't bury it that was baffling to me but the onside i don't understand that at all it's like every time we had momentum we gave it right back i mean you you disrespect aaron Rodgers that much that's what you're doing you're disrespecting aaron Rodgers enough that after you score you're going to give him the ball at midfield i know well, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to come down and he's going to score a touchdown. It's Aaron Rodgers. It was it was a ridiculous onside kick. He just kicked it right to the front guy. I don't know what a that was. Drive. Boy, he kicked was it that... 100 miles an hour. It mean, it was covered before anybody was within 10 yards of him. I know. I know. Just yeah, I, I don't know whose idea that was. That that was ridiculous. So, you know, when you keep adding these things on, they're going to add up, and it's going to be disastrous. The other thing thing that drove me crazy was the opening kickoff to the second half. We basically let them run the whole clock out of the quarter. It was one of those drives that just destroyed the whole quarter. Yeah. I know. It just, it was all in all just a very undisciplined day. And let's be honest. This team was fighting for their life, but not a good team this year. This Packers team is not any good, and we made them. No. We made their year. You know, we resurrected yeah. them. Yeah, 
and you don't know how much. I mean, they resurrected them to the point where they got a shot. They got a decent shot to get into the playoffs. I mean, the NFC is oh, a lot yeah, different well, than the AFC, but you know, they got a. So we were. They needed, yeah, everything they needed to happen besides beating us happened too. So like, yep. they're really in good shape. Yeah. So, so we we'll have see, to. We'll see you know, we, you know, our our season relies on us right now. You know, we went out, we're in. Now these two games, it's basically an AFC East thing, like I told you. If you win, you know, if you win Sunday and the Jets lose, you're in. If you beat the Jets and the Patriots lose one of the next two, you're in. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So now you head up to New England, a game that, you know, you were, uh, well, I got, listen, I, I said both of these games concern me in some way, but the Jets' offense, it's inept. Now Mike White's back. What they've done there quarterback-wise just shows that, you know, I always say as bad as things get, at least you always got the Jets. I mean, the it's, it's just amazing. The guy with the Air Jordans apparently is not playing, but I think, <laughs> that's the weirdest situation in the world. Because not only is he not playing, now Flacco is back to being the backup. Did you hear this? Mike oh, White great. is playing. That's... Mike White is starting for the rest of the year, and Joe Flacco is backing up. So Zach so Wilson is done. Zach Wilson, he's the third, I, he's the third think that le- I think that leaves Zach Wilson as – Packing up his bags and looking for employment, I would assume, at the end of this year. So it's bizarre. I mean, it's bizarre because they drafted this guy. And then, you know, whether or not he's good or not, we both agree he's not. But the second pick in the draft after Trevor right. Lawrence. Right. Not just so, drafted him, they traded up for him, too, my friend. You know? I know. I know. So it's just, oh, it's, it's a disaster. It's really a disaster. Um, well, they, so, you know, so if you read the paper out here, you're going to think that Mike White is Roger Staubach on the bench. You're going to, yes. Yes, you know? that's very true. That's very true. But for that reason, you know, obviously I think you're right, uh, you know, with New England being the tougher game, um, you know, out of the two. But they both still scare me for whatever reason. But now it's just two well, situation. Yeah, who, well, who knows? Let me, let me tell you something. If Tua doesn't play, we're done. It's just it's it's over, done. Throw dirt on it. There is no way that Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't taken a snap in seven weeks, and you saw what he did when he did take a snap, is going to come in and win a game for you. It's not happening. We're I mean, done. he's healthy now. Like he would be the guy. He's definitely healthy, right? He was activated last Sunday. That's what they claim. It's him. It's, uh, he's taking first team snaps right. this week. Yeah. Right. Right. But Skylar Thompson wasn't even activated yesterday, so. Right, right. We've seen him. Just, you know, look, I'm, a, I'm a look at, I've seen enough of that too. You know, so yeah, I know we're in a lot of trouble. We're, we're, you know, we're, yeah. We might be in trouble with Tua in there, but you're, you're right. We're in a lot of yeah. trouble. With, with, uh, with we're yeah. So now I, I just you know, I mean, this is going to be a game where you know. Uh, New England obviously on a slide. I mean, as bad as things have been, you got to get up there, get a victory, and get into the playoffs, and just ride this out and, and re- regroup at some point. Um, just want to mention how dirty is Mac Jones? This guy is the dirtiest player in the NFL. Have you seen this other clip that's coming around? You, you must have seen yeah, it, right? I know. 
I mean, come on. This is like the fourth thing this guy's done this year that is so dirty. You thought sliding and kicking a guy in the nuts is bad enough. This is like three steps beyond. I mean, taking the guy out like that, that's... that's, There's no repercussions. There's no fines. It's going to come on the field. It's going to come on the field. Mark my words. It will come on the field for this guy because he's already become one of the the most hated guys. He's not well liked up in New England, apparently, either. Apparently, they are, you know... The, the division it's not obviously like Zach Wilson, but it's it's getting pretty bad. So, um, but we'll see we'll see how this uh, transpires, and we'll see Sunday uh, at one. So by next week we'll know a lot more. I keep saying that, Rich, but hopefully we get on a positive side here and uh, you know at least uh, solidify the playoff berth and go from there. <laughs> right, you want you want one of them too? You want one of those five touchdown guys? games against us <laughs> no no i mean listen i i'm just saying at this stage of the game where you can we have you know uh i mean i was waiting to see where you come in with this as far as you know because you're already backsliding yeah, you're already backsliding i'm almost almost well i wanted i wanted you i wanted to hear you say i'm almost it. i'm almost at a fifth to the point where just don't make yes. the players and go away you know, I, I don't know if I can handle another one. I don't know. Because I know, I know what's going to happen. I know, I know the movie. I saw it already. Yeah, you know? I was we'll just waiting for you to bring it up. Because we'll you've been so high we'll all year on this team. Destroyed. I know. Yeah, we'll well, get even destroyed. And then, I, and then I get a headache for nine months. Yeah, thanks. All right. You know? And Fair enough. Wait, we, can, we can look forward to the draft. Oh, we don't have those. We had two. But, the, but our genius owner got rid of one of them for us. Then we traded for a guy. Who hasn't showed up yet? This is the other one. So see you next week, everybody. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl we had a few drinks and I told her what I Thank you.